This episode of Super Legit is brought to you by the Incomplete Gym from Chuck Lorre, the AHA Bath Bomb for when you need a revelation to really soak in, and Tough Actin Tenactin. Another episode of the Super Legit <clears throat> Podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is a lively crew. They are all excited, raring to go. They're awake. They've had their coffee. They've had their booze. These people are set. Uh, uh, and then they're here to join you this week. Now, we're, 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 uh, we're down a couple people. Uh, Allie's out this week. Stephen C. James is on a long trip. And of all incredible things, Michael Hyman is missing his first episode ever. Am I correct? No. We're 26 episodes in. This is the first time he's ever missed an episode. <laughs> is this re- really? Uh, is it really? Yeah. I, I, if, if I'm not mistaken, does anyone remember a time Michael Hyman has not been on the show? Mm-hmm. No. Well, it- I don't know how much he was here during the drunk episode, but that's fair. That's fair. All right. So, so yeah, 20, 24 and a half episodes he's yeah. been in. Yes. Yeah. This is the first one he is physically missed. <laughs> right. Okay. Although I will say he, he may or may not have been there for the drunk episode, but he brought Christopher Walken in. So, Oh like... yeah. No, a hundred percent. And well, well, that was the beauty of it. Cause he literally brought Christopher Walken in. He was going to do the role himself. And he was too drunk for it. So yeah. he called up Christopher Walken and I said, have a buddy. I'm too drunk. Mm. Yeah. Can you fill in as yourself? <laughs> Which buddy is, is Chris it's Walken. rare to see Christopher Walken understudy these days. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of surprised. a lot of Oscar winners won't understudy. It's a weird, it's a weird dynamic they have in Hollywood. <laughs> Do you think anybody calls him Chris Walken? <laughs> oh. Wow. Yeah. Like what up Chris? Yeah. It's Christopher. Yeah, hey Chris, what's up? Yeah, his I'm peers. sure someone has once and it didn't I'm, go well for them. I I just yeah, call right. him the CW. <laughs> C-dubs. Uh, so uh I am Jet Kaufman I, if anyone cares. I, I'm just imagining Chris walking uh with a several episode guest appearance on some shitty vampire show. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that. I would watch yeah. that show. Yeah, no, that would that would instantly uh, raise the ratings of whatever the hell that crappy show is for me. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it, like the it's the Vampire Diaries with all like these like hot like twenty something vampires, and then Christopher yeah. Walken. Oh, that yeah. that was a show that was originally titled Sex Free True Blood. <laughs> <laughs> Sucker. Uh, I think we just found our episode title. <laughs> it's funny how lately every ep- time we found an episode title it has not got- gotten picked as the episode oh, yeah. title that's yeah. true I-, I think that's that's exactly how that works from now on uh <laughs> all right so i've got a i've got a question for you guys this week um and let's uh well here i'm gonna throw it out real quick and then i'll throw it to somebody the simple question is what's a bad choice you made that you still would not undo if given the choice you know, it's this classic, uh, classic old scenario of, you know, if I had a time machine, I'd go back and undo such and such. But of course, as people know, there's always ramifications to the bad choices we made that put us where we are now. So what's the one that you would not uh, you would not, you know, undo? Uh, Josh Spence, let's let's toss this to you first. Uh, I mean, I'm going to take the the easy one for all of us. Uh, it's improv, right? I mean, it has to be. So that was a bad choice. You know what? If you look at it in certain things, like I I threw so much money at it and I spent so much time on it. And yeah, some people would be like, what what are you doing? But like, 
I mean, it, it, it changed my life. You know, it's also funny, like, uh, I, you guys may or may not know, but like, I was a, a professional journalist, movie critic, like, I went to like press screenings and, and interview people like that was that was my job for a while. And uh, you think you think that's the best thing in the world. And it is. But you get so burnt out on it. Like I would watch I would go watch six movies a day on the studio lot. And I would just be like, oh, shit, I got to watch six movies. This fucking sucks. You know, because at, at some point I had become such a like a robot brain analyzing everything and trying to find like what the lead is and trying to be like pithy with my writing that like you kind of lose the humanity and art behind it. And as soon as I jumped into improv classes, like all of that just came back in like a flood of like Noah proportions. Mm -hmm. So um, it's made me a better writer. Like even you think creatively, but like going back to like AP style, you know, hard grammar, journalist you know writing like it's made me a better person it's made me more empathetic i've had to learn some lessons the hard way you know <laughs> um but if you look at it yeah it took what that i owe five years and x amount of dollars people would be like oh you're wasting <laughs> your time you could have saved that money you could have done this you could have done these other things so um yeah improv that's that's really interesting, you know, because especially like as artists, as we can loosely term ourselves, um, you get really into the idea like the talking about these things in high art and like cinema versus movies. Nobody yeah. goes nobody goes to cinema. You go to movies because they're fun and exciting. You get to live a life you don't live. But we get we get lost in all this other nonsense. And like when you think about your favorite movies, they may not be high art. They may not be cinema. They may be uh, no country for old men because you're working out issues um, or what have you. But <laughs> my point is when you let's Malcolm X, I believe, was the guy that is termed uh, make it plain. When you speak common and you speak real and you speak from the heart, it is so much better and so much more true than trying to elevate something that necessarily isn't elevated. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I. I, that that speaks to why it matters that uh, various types of represent representation we're searching for happen in mass marketed major films like Marvel stuff and Disney films and so on. Because yeah, we have we've had tons of cinema as you've as you've said it that's been packed with representation that's been packed with difficult situations where we've we've had you know uh, uh, we, we've had all of the gay rights struggles packed into those we've had uh uh issues of racism and sexism and abortion and every hot button issue is full you know full to the brim in the art house films but you know people may may laugh at how unimportant and frivolous it seems to throw a gay character into marvel but no that's where we need it because the marvel movies are what everybody is watching mm. and they're the approachable films and the fun films and the films that everyone can can get behind and yeah for some people they may just be popcorn other people may see a lot more in them and sometimes there is more in them but they're what everybody watches and when you represent there and you bring it down to the level of just what everyone's enjoying uh you know the episode of loki that just aired um no spoilers he, uh well <laughs> Yeah, it's referenced that he's bisexual and it was thrown out very chill and very non-issue, but mm -hmm. just stated very plainly. 
And that's a big deal. I think there's also something to be said about, uh, and the, the, all of these are great points, but also uh, the idea of like this palate cleanser. I remember when I first started improv, right? Going back to these decisions, uh, I, again, spent the whole day on the Paramount lot watching all the films that they thought were going to be Oscar contenders. And like, my mind was just so like inundated with like these high, high concept uh, films, which, which are great. And there's a spot for them. But I also remember going home that day and like watching Jackass three and how like transgressive (laughs) and simple and just like a fart joke. And it made me just appreciate comedy and humor and humanity. Like just like these guys just taking a dump to make you fucking laugh. I think, I think there's something very, yeah, and, about and then if that, they, if they take it. a dump on the patriarchy, you've learned something. Boom! <laughs> yeah. No, my uh, my dad was a, like a PhD, the like college professor for forty years, so very like kind of highbrow. Um, but he has he he probably saw every single Chuck Norris movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and when I was working as a movie theater projectionist, you'd have to kind of like stay there at the end of the night till everything was done and close things out. But I always get home at one in the morning. Uh, this is the back. I was living with my parents like over the summer uh, in college. And I would get home at one in the morning. Every night I would come home and he would be watching TBS and there would be a Chuck <laughs> Norris movie on. And yeah, I don't know if you've ever watched a Chuck Norris movie, but in every Chuck Norris movie, there is a moment where he kicks somebody off of a pier. Uh, And so every night I would come home and Chuck Norris wearing different clothing would be kicking someone off a pier. Uh, It's like a real redneck groundhog day. Who knew how many piers there were in Arizona? Yeah, it's amazing to have a character that on brand. Uh, There's a few people like that out there that just they play one character consistently, no matter who it is that they're doing. And mm. it just works. And I think there's a comfort level for so many people oh. on, I know what to expect and that that's fine. Oh yeah. And sometimes you need that. Like, like you yeah. don't need, you, you know, uh, I'm all for high art, but you know, mm-hmm. sometimes like John wick, uh, is a great example. Yeah. Uh, yes. Like this is a movie that is exactly what it claims to be in yes. every possible way and- in the best of all possible ways. Another movie I loved about that because it was right in the name was the movie Shoot 'Em Up. Anyone yeah. see the movie Shoot 'Em Up? Uh, yes. Yeah. It's uh, it's Clive Owen um, oh, yes. and, Monica just, and Monica yeah. Bellucci, and the move the name of the movie is the entire plot right, of the there's movie. There's a sex scene yes. where in the middle of fucking the dudes storm the room they're having sex in, and he yeah. stands up with her fully Around still him. on yes. him. And she holds out two guns while he holds out two guns and they spin around yep. and shoot <laughs> and everybody. Shoot everybody. It and is, the movie's uh, Paul oh. Giamatti is the main villain and he's just um, yeah, incredible. Right. Is, is he playing his uh, he's playing his part from the Howard Stern movie? <laughs> Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's what what one of the things that I love is like, of course, as is a classic trope in it, the, you know, he's throwing just wave after wave of henchmen at Clive Owen, who's just mowing them down. And at some point he turns to his second in command and says, is he really that good or do we just suck? (laughs) And it was just such a beautiful, self-aware line. Super. Okay, uh, Chuck. So we've done a couple takes of this. And uh, I know this is the point in the movie where you kick the guy off the ledge and you usually say the film's title as you roundhouse kick him. But what I want you to do this time 
Uh, if you could just make eye contact with your with your partner, uh, Bill over here, uh, just say something you know that's uh, progressive, you know, or or or, or 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 just you know some a positive note, you know, maybe just something that's not the film title. I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention to you. I was ah, still God. working out on my sure. yeah, on my workout machine. You know yeah, yeah. that you've seen on TV. Yeah, I know. I know you don't work out. The machine gets chucked. No, you know, I get that. You're but... a fan. You're a fan of my of my machine that my wife and I promote. You've seen us on TV. Yeah. Go ahead. I mean... Remind Chuck Norris of the name of the workout machine that I sell on TV with my wife. I'm I'm sorry with your wife. With my wife. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm, I heard something else. Did Chuck um, Norris stutter? No, Chuck. You know, Chuck Norris doesn't stutter. Um, I can't finish that sentence. He just doesn't stutter. Uh, wow, I found my... The I, world shakes. Wow. Chuck Norris doesn't stutter. Yeah, yeah. The world. Uh, okay, you know, actually, forget what I said. Can we actually have you do that as you kick somebody off the ledge? Yeah, sorry, Bill. I didn't mean to uh, interrupt. It's just, you know, I'm Chuck Norris. It's my movie. Um, but, you know, you are my scene partner, so... If you had a say on how you wanted to be kicked, I guess is that good for you? Oh yeah, yeah, it's uh, it works for me. I mean, I just I I just wanted to be big, you know. I want the opportunity to scream for a while. So, are we even high enough? Like, is this is this high up enough? Well, oh, uh, I, I'm sorry. I'm. Am I hearing you right, Bill? Are you saying you want to get kicked off a higher ledge? From well, Chuck I just, Norris. I, I want more screen time, is what I'm saying, you know, because it's, okay. it's, it's wow. really, it's a quick fight we just had here. Honestly, he kicks my ass real fast. Right, I don't look, get enough that, on here, so at least I can have the flying through the air while I no, scream I, moment, sure, and that's get, like, that, that could set me up for my career. Guys, I, I just, I want to reemphasize, we're rebooting the Chuck Norris vehicle, the Iron Eagle series, okay? So this is film one, okay? We're rebooting it for 20 a 2021 audiences. By the way, I just I want to jump in here real quick. Sure. I'm sorry, no, but Chuck, okay. can I just tell I'm just you? The director. I mean, <laughs> I, uh, I I have my my total gym in the back of my car right now. Would you? I do too. Would you autograph I do too. it? Would you? Would you mind autographing okay. my total gym? Because honestly, the only reason I have a good enough body to even get kicked by you is thanks to that total gym. I. That's what I. You know, I hear that all the time from most of my. It's a. Hey, you know, it's your first. Hey, real quick, everybody. Round sure. of applause for Bill. First first big stunt day on a Chuck Norris film. Congrats, oh, Bill. Congratulations. I, I wasn't aware of that, Bill. I'm sorry. I, oh, I, yeah. I, I would yeah, have thanks, course, sorry. Bill, you're going to get an autograph on your total gym because you told Chuck Norris the name of the product that Chuck Norris and his wife I, sell on TV. I knew it, too. Okay? So um, uh, oh, okay, you and you just... alone get an autograph. Oh, thanks, man. Okay, so look, can we just... Right, and guys, Chuck Norris just... does an oh, autograph Chuck with, his, with his hands. Chuck Norris roundhouse kicks a footprint wherever you would like it. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, oh, as amazing man. as that sounds, let's just, let's just recenter, okay? We're, again, as I mentioned, we're rebooting the Iron Eagle franchise. It'll come out in 2022. Um, now, if you remember, Chuck, when you, when you did this the first time, after you fought a, a, a whole bunch of uh, evil army infiltrators, I believe you ate 10 pounds of steak. Now, obviously, we can't do that. In today's world, because like red meat, that's it's it's too much. You'll, you'll have a heart attack. Well, uh, we're thinking maybe Chuck Norris goes vegan this time around. Oh, okay. Did uh, 
did did George Soros uh, no, become one of the producers on, of this Chuck, film? This has nothing. There's no conspiracy theories. Like it's. Like I didn't scientific. say Chuck Norris didn't say anything about conspiracy theories. Chuck okay. Norris okay. just spits theories. I, I, I'm, I'm going to jump in here real quick. I think that Boeing, oh I, I God, hope Bill, you don't yes. mind me putting words in your mouth here, Chuck. No. But I think the point that Chuck is making is that uh, uh, Chuck is his own one-man uh, operation and doesn't oh need God. an entire conspiracy of people to get things done. Chuck can get things done all by himself. I think that was the point, is that uh, there is no such thing as a conspiracy when Chuck's involved. Chuck is the entire deal. He's the spiracy. I don't know if that's how that works, but yeah, English isn't my my strongest point. Sounds like something a ranger would say. Or a a, a Texas ranger? You got that right. Me? Yeah, you're already getting an autograph, so I don't know what else to give you. Oh my God, (laughs) I've always wanted to be a Texas ranger. Well, you're deputized. (laughs) How about it, Bill? (laughs) Okay, guys, that's 30 for lunch. Thank you, 30. Uh, hey, you want to hop on on your total gym beside Chuck Norris on his total gym? Do I? Let's do it. Let's ride. Legit. (laughs) (laughs) I think that absolutely illustrates why we have a Fast and Furious 9 and no (laughs) Phantom Thread 2. You know, there's no no Phantom Thread sequel coming out. I was going to uh, go there, right? Is like, I think for a lot of people, me, me included, um, and from what you guys were alluding to, uh, we oh. crave the, we crave nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And for mm-hmm. a lot of us, that nostalgia comes in the form of like, uh, say like stranger things that, that it's mm-hmm. just hardcore. Like this show is in the eighties mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's a bunch of people that like that. A bunch of people like us really love just the, uh, I'll call them no nonsense, even though they're full of nonsense, like (laughs) 80s, 90s action movies, right? No nonsense, because like they are fully, I don't know that they were actually self-aware in the 80s, 90s, but the like rebooting of them, the, Mm -hmm. the, the Expendables trilogy is is super fun. It's way more fun and exciting uh, of a movie trilogy than I ever expected it to be. It knows what it is. It's just doing it for the for the explosions, and that's really what, like, the Fast franchise became. Yeah, yeah. Um, Self awareness is great. But at yeah. the same time, um, kind of being a little more progressive with like the point of the movie or like the hero's journey, because like, yeah, the eighties nineties stuff was just like yeah. blow shit up, uh, fuck the chick that I'm rescuing, um, and then maybe do it again. You know. <laughs> very dangerous situation i believe that that was the actual outline yeah 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 i I think maybe do it again was the steven seagal sequel to i'm gonna fuck the chick that i'm saving right yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. my my wife and i had a conversation out because we we ran through the entire fast uh series relatively recently a couple years ago um it was the first time either of us had bothered to watch them other than i think we had both managed to see for some strange reason we'd both managed to see tokyo drift uh, the worst of them. Um, I think I'd only oh. ever seen one and two. Yeah, I yeah. I, I, well, I think at that point yeah. I was like, I you guys, I get it. right, uh, right. I get no, it. and the thing is, they get progressively better as they get progressively more self-aware in the way we're describing, and they just start realizing this is all we are is heightened ridiculousness, and let's just own it. But the other weird thing we picked up on, and we both point this out to each other, is they're weirdly surprisingly feminist. 
the female characters in the film, generally speaking, are great at what they do. They're typically, uh, you know, there's many of them are great drivers in the film. They're great mechanics (laughs) or they're great, you know, hackers or they're great this or they're great that. And also you generally don't have the characters around them saying, oh, I don't believe you could do this. You're a woman. Everyone's Mm. like, yeah, of course you can. It's like there's it's just this constant thing. Uh, The police are here to uh, take me away for make daring to suggest that the Fast and Furious (laughs) franchise is uh, woke. (laughs) And well, something else, all the women own their sexuality too. There's no like, there's no shrinking violets or they don't back off of it and no one shames them for how they live their lives. So I never looked at it like that, but uh, now that you've uh, steered me in that direction, uh, much like an eighties franchise, I'm leaning in. I'm, I'm all for the fast and the feminist. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I will also say that I, I very much admire that franchise for the just the dialogue is so riveting and hard hitting. Like lines like "Go home, pizza boy," and uh, "I never knocked on no one." Like the, there comes a point in action movies where all the dialogue becomes just stage directions, <laughs> uh, where. <laughs> You know, right. he bursts into the scene and says, kick in the door. And, and then you're like, okay, right, all right. And like, like definite accessibility. You got to give them credit for their visual description. Um, but uh, I, I heard this on uh, on, on another podcast. Um, but uh, there's, and it's true because it was funny. I had to look it up. In Fast Five where uh, The Rock uh, meets Vin Diesel and they have this, uh, you know, fight you know, to not to not the death, uh, but they have this big fight and he goes, I'm going to get you, you some bitch. And like, you look at the, the closed captioning, they don't even change it to like son of a bitch. It's just S U M B I T C H. Just that's fair. Like it's, giving, like, giving them right like there. Like it's a math term. The some bitch. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's an insult that. to a mathematician. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or, or maybe an accountant, right? Because right. they add you yeah. some, yeah. Uh, bitch, certainly when you're using Excel a lot, the, the, the sum function right. is heavily used. Yeah. Sum, parentheses, bitch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah and, uh, like, weirdly, people forget that the first successful Marvel movie was Blade. Yes. Um, was Cheers Snipes. to that, my man. Um, yes. And, and, and so like, you know, like Which every action- also, sorry oh, to yeah, yeah. interrupt, but it's linked to the, uh, the you know, the silly one liners. Probably the best of all that, the silly ones. This, this is what is this I was where you're saying, going. Yeah. Oh man, sorry. Oh, Never mind. Oh, Cut yeah, that yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, group he, mind, baby. Group mind. You, know, you can go from like commando to you know kick Bennett through the steam uh, pipe and say let off some steam, Bennett. But Blade <laughs> ends with spoiler alert. Uh, is it, I believe it's some motherfuckers always got to ice skate uphill. Now to be clear. <laughs> Some motherfuckers always trying to ice skate. Oh, always trying to ice skate uphill. So to be clear, there are no ice skates in this movie. Uh, There is not a production of Oedipus Rex. Uh, Like nothing in this is at all connected to the movie you've just seen. Oh, it is. It's just a dope line that Blade, as a character, says before he fucks up a really evil dude. Like like in the director's cut, you see him say that and then high five himself. Okay, writers room, get in here. Okay, so uh, working on we're working on Fast Eleven. Okay, so uh, it's actually a uh, it's actually a triple threat match between Jason Statham, The Rock, and Vin Diesel. Okay, so we already built the outline. What we have you guys here today is we need some good some good fighting lines. You know, um, like 
pardon the parlance, but like shit you'd say in the middle of a throwdown, you know? Um, uh, like yeah, um, having written for uh, Mr. Statham now for the past four movies, um, I would like to just jump right in. And if uh, of course, could, Chris, yes, he could. Yeah. So if we could really he's really big into his heritage. Right. So, okay. you know, if we could have him just say something like um, eat more meat pie. I like it. Okay, that's go- that's going on the and board. If I could jump Eat in real quick on that, boy, I will say, knowing his his uh, dialect, that sounds like great, too Chris. many that's syllables great. for him. Oh, right, right, right. From him, I'm really yeah, and you know, I okay. can't, you know, I can't do the best impression of right, right. Mr. Chris, Stater, Chris, I keep right. telling who, you, this. we've worked together yeah. on three films. You, yeah. you have an amazing yeah. accent. All right, all right. Let but it, rip, it would buddy. be it would be like Emily Boy. I got that down phonetically. I got that down phonetically. Okay, and then, great, thank guys, you. I, I know I, I'm, I'm new to the room. Um, I'm a, a USC MFA uh, film uh, grad, but yeah, um, yeah, I'm going to alt pitch. Okay. I'm going to alt pitch. Um, what if uh, we shoot this in black and white and uh, it's just okay. the two of them playing chess at the beach? Huh? Huh? Imagine. Oh. We don't need the okay. lines. And okay, but um, then, okay, so, but uh, Dodge is paying us a lot, so we can have a charger yeah. crash through the chest set in the middle of it, awesome. send them scattering, and, and then the fight starts from there. And he says, and he says, check, might. Oh, oh I love that. that. That's, yeah. mm. I, I that's love great. that. At first Wait I was thinking no lines, but that's a great line. So, that's a great so, line. You know, uh, I'm, I'm MFA, sorry, because this, oh, this is branching outside of uh, our task that was just given to us, the fight lines, but like... Yes. Man, well, we've really pushed the boundaries here with the okay. Fast franchise, right? Like we said, we were done at Fast Nine, but yeah, we did. We just kept chugging along. Here we, here we are. We, we are signed fast. for seven more pictures. So. Yeah, yeah, Fast Fourteen. Here we are. So, uh, you know, we've we've pushed the boundaries everywhere. Uh, we've we've jumped sub submarines. We've mm. done stuff in space. This idea of something being black and white. Okay. And playing chess on a beach and having cars like okay, crash okay. through the chess pieces. What if we are oh. transported into the world of movies, and we're we're ha- we're chasing? Oh, it's, not, it's not that film through the okay. movies, and but then oh, we can end okay. up back in our own movies. Okay, yeah. just hold oh, on. Oh, this is oh all God. circular just, thinking. Just, I'm going to grab already, the room. Like, no, I love the no, fact that I'm we're, we're the simultaneously mm, writing no. and producing 11, 12, this 13, and 14 all at the same time here. Like, that already is like, it, okay. it's just, it's huge. But yeah, imagine if we went through the history of film through these. In fact, what if, just work with me here real quick. What if one of, uh, let's say, you know, nope, Deckard just... and, 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 and Luke get inside of a DeLorean and drive no, it 88 miles per hour. No, that's a film. Oh, this is, and oh. end up back in, in Phil, the, they're Phil, in front of the train Phil. that's coming at the screen. Phil, the I'm first gonna, movie I'm, ever I'm where, the, where the people think the train's going. I no. got it. All right, all right. You know those last five what ifs? I am just going to say, wow. Hey. Wow. Who would Yikes. not be wow? You're wowed, right? You got to be wowed. I'm, I'm wowed. I'm wowing myself. I'm just going to I got to piggyback on that because when Mr. Statham... When Mr. Statham sees the DeLorean, hops in, and he goes back in time, he no. is going to get there, and he's going to say, I'm back in time! Oh, I got oh, that shoot. down phonetically. Okay, that's a good right. line. That's a good... I'm going to put but that it, on right, the board, It would but, probably but, sound like, Evil me, boy! Okay, that's a... 
That's he a great line. I'm just good, guys. Bow. Got it. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna just freeze this real great, uh, uh, real quick. I I, I like. The oh, I love that. It no, they go so far MFA, back in time. It second. freezes. <sighs> So now they're back uh, in the the uh, um, I oh, I didn't do science. Ice but like the ice, ice age is, is what it is. Yeah, it's like ice age over with the what was it oh. DreamWorks animated movie or yes. whatever? I don't remember who animated it. Girl with the nut. Yeah. Oh, it's owned I by Disney that. now. So oh great. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna freeze the room real quick. Just just one second. Uh, MFA. Sorry, I didn't catch yes. your name. What what's, oh. what's your name again, sir? Oh, wait, I, it's it's Eric. Eric, great. So like I like the black Eric. Eric Van Easy. Eric. Okay, Eric. So like, I, I, my friends call like me Easy. His black. Uh, okay, so um, I, I I like the. I'm gonna go right through that. Uh, I like the Wait, ideas. Go right but, through. You said uh, uh, you like his black. Nope. Guys, what? I'm just trying to get you know more what? Um, fight dialogue. Let's, let's just, just let's let's clear the air right now. I am oh, not yeah. some um, hire for diversity. I got not. here because no, my no, no, dad no, no. is You're rich not. and no, well connected. No, 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 no. So let's not uh, pretend like I'm here for anything else. All right, You're not. that's fair. You're that's not. honestly just, how all most of us got here at this point. I'm okay. just gonna let's, re- I just true. same page. Try to yeah, we're all equals again? here. We're all equally rich. It's fine. Of course, but as as the person trying to gain ideas for the room, the idea was some more 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 fight lines. So MFA, uh, I'm sorry, Easy. I know you like want to redo the whole universe, but you know what? Go ahead. Blow my mind. Where do you see the next Fast and the Furious film going? Go ahead. You have the floor. I feel like all the fighting is coming from you. I thought, I look, listen. All right, so here's the deal. We have the dodge. Bam! Uh, no. Right through, okay. the, right through the, the chess game. And chess pieces are flying everywhere. No. <sighs> One of the chess pieces we, we, we watch in slow motion as it tumbles and twirls and uh. bam, lands on the hood... Of the DeLorean. Who's inside that DeLorean? Jason freaking Statham. And he's Whoa, saying stuff, and no you can't way. understand what he's saying, but that's all right. Show the main, like, or whatever he's saying. And then. I got, that, takes, down. I got that down phonetically. So, okay, great. Show the main. That's all I hear him say. Chow main. I, I think he's ordering, got it. I think he's ordering Chinese. Chow main, right? Yeah. I thought yeah. it was a Pokemon, but whatever. I, like I said, I've known him for years in the right forum, but I can't, couldn't tell you. Half of the words that come out of his mouth. Oh, but in that car with him, Helen Mirren. Oh, Ooh. yeah, of course, of oh, course. Well, yes. See, this yes. is great. Yeah, no, we this gotta have her great. back. We gotta have her back, and uh, I feel like this is an opportunity to to introduce someone new, someone we uh, haven't seen before, and you know, someone older, can... right? You guys are ruining sure. the franchise. They, they have been ra- they have raced against cars, against mm-hmm. tanks, against yeah. submarines, against rockets. Have they raced against? Their own encroaching age and mortality? No. No. Oh my God. How about have them confront something really scary, like oh looking God. back on a life lived emptily? I went from wow yes. to mind blown. And that's what we can do with the time travel. Oh my God. We can have them basically yeah. be their own right. ghost of enough. Christmas future as they go back and I've see the enough. mistakes they've made in life and question, would I change this? If I could undo this bad choice, would I undo this bad choice, or is it the reason I'm here in the end? Look, I'm gonna. Right. Just, I'm and just then a, we've uh, got a chance for a great, like, solid, geez, several different times where we can throw in, like, we can eat, like, three to four minutes where we have a nice, like, you know, original song written by a popular pop star. Uh, uh-huh. Maybe any, even Jason Statham. No, for any scene that we go back in time and we see Paul Walker. 
So you're saying like oh, Foo Fighters wow. does like this just does like Everlong beautiful. set to like a montage. You, that's, that's what you No, not a so, montage. Just play it over his original scene. So like get, I, opening scene from Fast one, one when he's time. like, hey, detective, looks like the cops in Hollywood are in Hollywood or even the Holly, cops in Hollywood okay. are Hollywood. It's there something like that. Yeah. It's really charming. But play yeah. music over that. I'm tearing but then up. Also, we, okay, we can just, we can use uh, uh you know uh, digital effects to cut him out franchise. and put him in China so that we can get the Chinese money because we no, always have to have something important. set there for yeah <sighs> that's a billion customers we can't pass on Touche. I have to tell you guys in all my years of putting rooms together this is by far the greatest yeah. the worst room I've put together the I'm, dream team I'm going to Wait submit a your, I'm going to submit your notes and, and I want you to hear the wrath. Of my bosses who are putting together this franchise. Okay. Maybe don't call them. So, you guys want to put together another, another franchise. What, what, what we're proposing is we take the franchise in a new area. Uh, not as much a reboot or a rebranding as a rebirthing. Mm-hmm. This sounds it, amazing. Yeah, it becomes a whole new thing. Right. Think of it as one-third... Back to the Future. Oh my God, I'm in. One third, the Seventh Seal. I just gave you uh, another sorry, ten million. Seven million to... Seven Seal is terrible, terrible horror movie. No, no, uh, I like. One third, I'm give you another hundred million dollars. Uh, uh, one third, um, the transporter, like all three of them together, but. And then one one third is the piano. That's right, four thirds. Now that's the type of crazy yeah. I'm talking about. And and if we got room for a fifth third, the piano lesson. Oh. That's magic. Yeah. Just get a little August Wilson there for, for some class. Get the critics on board, finally. Now, whoever that dum-dum was running that room, he's fired. You guys are going to run the rest of the franchise. All right. All right. He called our masterpiece notes. Oh, man, this is this is the best news I've heard. But, but guys, who's going to break the news to Charlie Kaufman? Are you guys prepared to live a quarter reel at a time? Yeah. Oh, I get it. Oh, okay, yeah. Hey, this, this guy's on board. Legit. Legit. <laughs> uh, I mean, that sounds uh, like every writer's room I've been in. That was my right. that was my fault. I was wiping a thing. Oh, I, I thought you were. No, I, that's why. I and went, that was the time oh, to edit the scene shit. too. It's like, oh, we're gonna go see like, this executive I, meeting. I set, oh, this, I set up this meatball, yeah. and then as soon as you as soon as you took it, I was like, he's got it. Because had I'm you not done that, I was about to call <laughs> cut to the <laughs> executives, and he was like. Fuck you! I did. I was so confused because he he called and then I, and then he went like this. Wait, is he wiping? What's what's going on here? And he's like, yeah. And then he does a typing effect and Jen is like, and then, all right, just do your thing. And then when Sean does his hand motion, I was like, don't bail on me, don't bail on me. <laughs> I'm like, what, oh. what, what's going on? What are we? Are so, we? so good for the audience at home. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So you guys can There's see nothing all this. better in a podcast that, than five minutes of talking about though, hand gestures. It's fucking improvisation, and when I. When I like made an edit accidentally, I should be able to just jump right in. But your brain's like, no, 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 no! This was a mistake. You can't talk about bad choices. That I got you nothing can't for you, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I wouldn't. I wouldn't change it. Yep. There we go. That's Amen, improv. Brother. That's improv. Improv is nothing but bad choices that we're glad we made. And <laughs> and let's uh. Well, Chris Sanders is is that your answer? Or do you have another one? No, What's I mean, a, I, have a real life I answer? say the army. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I, I've been asked that tons of times of like, would you, 
do that all again. And I've never really entertained the idea of not doing it because pretty early on in that, like telling yourself that story of how that might have played out, because you can really only speculate for, you know, a year or two from that, uh, like turning point. Um, and then it's just wildly inaccurate, but I just wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't be the same person I am without it, even though like this week with the full announcement of like the full withdrawal from Afghanistan, it's, it's finally over. Uh Uh, but the (laughs) Taliban is like, ha ha fooled you. Like, we're just waiting for you to get fully out and this country's ours again. And locals are super scared. And it's just basically like the 20 plus years we wasted, absolutely now have completely wasted there. That is not advocating for what we should just continue to stay for no reason. Yeah. Uh, Because we never should have really been there in the first place. I mean, there was never... uh, intelligent intel or or uh, actionable intel that our main goal of uh Hussein, Saddam not Saddam Hussein of Osama bin Laden uh we've was, confused them before yes. as a country. Yeah, was in <laughs> Afghanistan at the state. time we kept all the intel we got when I was there in 2004 was he's in he's in Pakistan he's in Pakistan for real he's there and he was there the whole time well, and I mean, I mean, that was like, but Pakistan had nukes. So we're just like punching the little guy standing next to him. Uh, like, yeah. we, we can't, I, I can't really hit you. You're the guy who I need to punch. So and eh, your little brother's going to have to take it. Yeah. Mm. But, but like, that's the, it's, it's hard for a country to learn the lesson that you can't dig up. Uh, and so when you are in a hole, you can't just keep digging and find yeah. a way back to the ground. Yeah. Um, Unless uh, wait, in, I, I play Dig Dug. I, I beg to differ. Well, I mean, uh, I do know that if you find a uh, a, a a violent offshoot of a of a respected uh, faith, what you can do is you put a hose in its mouth and you just yeah. pump and it mm. gets bigger and bigger and bigger, as, of course, did Al Qaeda. And then hopefully finally it pops. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Just feed them yeah. until they explode. Right. Yeah. Across like at least half of the Middle East. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. That actually makes as much sense as anything else I've ever heard on the subject. So thank you for that, sir. Yeah, I mean, that's political theory right there. Just right, boiled yeah. down to the, the easiest components. I mean, we were talking earlier about just to make it simple. So there we go. Thank you. Thank you, Chris Compton, for making uh, the Middle East simple. <laughs> that's <know>. my guy. <laughs> that's a new segment we should have for Compton. Like, we just give him something really hard. Chris Compton yeah. makes things simple. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> well, the, the the secret to taking a really complex situation and simplifying it is to just be wrong. Um, <laughs> and once you do that, it's so easy. You simplified simplification. Oh, oh my exactly. god! Uh, like I have the simplest solution to the conflict in Israel and Palestine. I think both of them. Ah, uh, let's hear it. Look, yeah. look, if both of them had a surf off, it would be done. We done in ten minutes, right? I know. I I feel more simple having just heard that. Thank you. Yeah. yeah I, I, can, can we cut to the writers' room for that movie? <laughs> <laughs> no. 
<laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. Surprisingly deep Annette Funicello movie. <laughs> Speaking of being wrong about things, Chris Compton, how about you? What was uh what was something that you uh, a bad choice you made that uh you, you still wouldn't wouldn't change? Oh, I have a I uh, most of the big like turning points in my life uh-huh. uh are things that I have failed at. Uh, yeah. so I fail my way into good directions in life. So Amen, like, brother. when I was in college, there was like an audition for the improv group in college. And I went and just like, you know, do the alphabet game where you have to like say every word mm-hmm. uh, uh-huh. along the alphabet. And I lost track of the alphabet immediately. <laughs> and so I'm like, you know, three letters in, I'm like, I'm not getting this. But one of the guys in the group I had met at a party the night before, and I knew he had a really dark sense of humor. So I turned it into a, a scene in which uh, Susan Smith, who was a woman who had killed her kids in South Carolina uh, recently, was being Fine. chased around hell by a giant baby. Um, and he left. Uh, and what came from that was afterwards, he's like, hey, you're not going to get in the improv group. I was like, way out of you. Chris Compton, what's the fourth letter of the alphabet? Go. It's, uh, it's baby, right? <laughs> baby? Yes. Uh, uh, but, but like him and a friend is like, Hey, we're doing this show on the campus television station. Do you want to write for it? Uh, and I'm like, sure. And so we wrote for that show for four years and then we came to Los Angeles and we put it on comedy central for 10 episodes. Wow. Um, but it was like that whole Dude, like writing what's career the name of that show? came be, uh, 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 it's called, it was called the Chris Wilde show. Uh, it was also called 20 minutes of the early 2000s. Um, but, uh, but, but like, but like it was, um, yeah, it was like, I, I failed the audition and like mm-hmm. wound up in the right direction when I got like a second city, I took like a, like a basic, basic class and everybody in there is like, they have an improv jam, uh, on Saturday nights and like, Hey, we'll all do that. Like on the last day of the class, we'll all do that. And so I'm like, all right, we're all going to do that. And on the day of the jam, I'm the only dumbass who showed up. <laughs> um, but I'm like, all right, we'll hang out. And I've spent, you know, five years in Second City and met my wife there. And like, you yeah. know, my whole life is based on these like things that fell apart and threw me in the right direction. I'll also I'll also second the jam idea always being a bad idea that somehow pays off good dividends. I rem- I I've already told this story, so I'm not gonna retell the whole thing. But yeah, I remember the first student jam I did. Uh-huh. I was the only one picked from my group, and I think I threw my my idea in to impress a girl who <laughs> wasn't even like that's a story you've told. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but dude, like the first time you're on stage and you hear a packed house laughing at a bit that you were a part of that you made up on the fucking fly. Yeah, yeah. Get the fuck out of here. There's no there's there's no stronger drug than that. <laughs> when I was in uh, high school, I I think junior year. Um, you had to audition to get into drama in my high school and they had traditionally only allowed juniors or seniors into drama because usually half of the football team would get in there because uh, one of the football coaches was a history teacher and the drama teacher. Uh, <laughs> small town again, uh-huh. graduated with 86 <laughs> people. Uh, but I, um, my antics in middle school, allowed me to get in freshman year that was essentially my my audition and uh 
where was my fucking point? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I had this. <laughs> no. Um, legit. <laughs> Dude, that was amazing. The story went like this. Climb, climb, yes. climb, 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 climb. <laughs> it didn't even drop off. Just no. stop. It, it, like, it was like Goliath at Magic down. Mountain. Just, yeah, a, just a, a giant, graph, giant climb yeah. and then a drop. The graph of that story is actually most acting careers. <laughs> I, I think you guys will agree. I think you guys will agree with me too. Like, ah, I got it back. I remember. I remember. <laughs> okay, I'll shut up. I'll shut up. I'll shut up. I remember. Yes. Anyways, it was too much. I was forcing in too much. Too much exposition. In drama class in high school, one of the years, the uh, <laughs> Western Michigan University theater program. He's picking up speed so it doesn't happen again. <laughs> allows, allows uh, a handful of like drama classes or whatever from local school systems to come and basically do a theater day and watch the current play they're doing, take some workshops, uh, one of which was improv. The teacher of that class was a maybe sophomore or something in college. Um, and he handed out pencils to everybody on which had a quote that just said, I mean, it wasn't attributed to anybody. It just said, if it isn't fun, it's not worth doing. And I just got the biggest improv hard on and then watched him. And then I immediately went back to the school and started circulating a petition to allow me to start an extracurricular like school, not funded. It's not like I got funding for it, but school approved improv team to potentially awesome. go perform uh you know at like competitions and stuff got a teacher to sign on to be like the chaperone dude at the end got that guy from uh that taught at western the improv course to come and like guest teach for me and then it ended up culminating in like what was really my first big improv set show in front of an actual audience was at the end of the year the drama class would always do uh a uh, senior send off. So it'd be two shows. One night would be at night for like parents and family and stuff. And it basically it's like a, it's almost a drag show. I mean, it's just dressing up and lip syncing. Uh, and that's really it. Uh, but I took people from this improv after school club that I started and we put together a short form improv show and did like 15, 20 minutes in front of a packed house. And it was fucking incredible. You did this as a freshman in high school? No, that at this point I was a, I was a junior or uh, that might've been senior year. But it's still I, amazing, dude. That's yeah. awesome. That is so cool. It's, it's very long winded with a, with a break in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Super. All right, gentlemen, it's halftime. You guys what? are close. I said it's halftime. You guys take, are close. Take your helmet off. Oh. Nope, sorry. Gentlemen. Yeah, yeah thank, thanks, coach. It's halftime. You guys are close out there. But if you don't go in fired up, you ain't going to be able to take this shit on. So I tell you, I'm going to tell you what my coach told me. The most important story that ramped us up to win states in 1957. I'm here for it, coach. All right. Hit Lay me. it on us. Give yeah. it to me. Straight in my veins, coach. Uh, you give so, the best speeches. 
So the Earth was cooling uh, from a molten mass after the Big Bang. Slowly, these metals, uh, nickel, cadmium, uh, iron, uh, carbon, oh, a lot of carbon. Coach, like I'm yeah, there, coach, I see uh, we only have 15 minutes of halftime before we got to get back out. Oh, of so, so, sorry, sorry, sorry. I got lost in the exposition here. All right. So the point is that a bacteria became multicellular. Uh, first, there was just one bacteria, then others. It glommed together, and slowly they became what we call a UK. Oh, yep, yep. Coach, coach yep. again. Uh, I think we need to speed it up or get uh, a little further along. In the uh, story. Don't interrupt sorry, your coach. Sorry. He's going somewhere. He's going somewhere I'm with this. I'm in on this, coach. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I got, I got caught up in the episode. So, so what happens is they rub sticks together. Sticks and what together. And it is it's like creates the same heat of a bolt of lightning and creates fire. And they realize that if they coach, coach, coach yep, again, I, yep. I hate to, I hate to interrupt. I hate to be that guy. But are, are we going to draw plays or? Oh, oh uh, no, 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 I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Okay, sorry. Okay, okay. God damn it. Fred, you're the assistant. I, I feel like manager. I feel like you assistant. skipped punctuate equals. I'm gonna fold the tail. Can you go, go back, back to maybe to, uh, to convergent uh, evolution? I, I, okay, I'm sorry, what did you say? The convergent evolution, uh, oh, okay. perhaps? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. So what happens is you have prokaryote and eukaryote cells, uh, okay. plants and animals, but 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 they they, they only divide, uh, they only divide about, about, about maybe maybe 50, 60 million years ago. Uh, but 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 I don't want to get lost in the I don't want to get lost in the weeds here. Uh, lost in the weeds, yeah. All right. So so, so the point is the point oh, is uh, humans realize that hunting is not as efficient as planting grain. Uh, so so what they realize is they can create the same amount of food. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Question. Uh, yeah, Coach. Um, we we should probably get to the the point that oh, it okay. applies to the game so that you sure. can get the students back out in the field. Don't uh, rush to, Don't rush the coach. The coach is going somewhere, okay, and I want to hear this I'm whole sorry, app. Coach. Go ahead, Coach. Coach is God. Word is law. So, so what, but what I'm saying is that the Neanderthal moves away from the rest of the evolving hominid species. Uh, all right, because they have a larger brain pan, and they're able to use tools. All right, now when I say tools, I don't mean like a craftsman. All right, I mean talking about a stick. But, uh, but, 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 but yeah. the point is... Yeah, okay, look, look, I, 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 I feel like you skipped the point where, where uh, we lost the ability to synthesize our own vitamin C. Oh, well, yeah, good. Or it's vitamin A. Should, I never should, remember which one. You know this part. Uh, yeah. Oh, could uh, we skip to maybe the uh, the, the tools of uh, the, the game um, being uh, offense and defense? And maybe we, we interject that part now because oh sure we, sure sure okay we got, so, we got three minutes okay okay, okay so so, uh, so so uh uh the aztecs uh played this game in in which uh they actually use human heads for the ball and uh they, they, oh, they, are, they are approached part. by a genocidal yeah. group of white people who bring their own germs and just lay waste to a continent it's one of the greatest genocides we don't talk about uh and people lose track of the fact that the mayan civilization was far advanced than uh, many coach, oh, coach, yes, I, I hate to be that guy but we voted against teaching uh history um as history actually happened oh sorry, uh, we're, sorry, we're, sorry. Teaching, we're gonna go u.s oh, history please oh, I, can i uh, point out for a second you do not hate to be that guy you love to be that guy it's true i do this is true but, but, no no this this is true. he's right he's right welcome back to the show um i just want to catch our, our listeners up it's very interesting so before you started hardcore history you were a football coach <laughs> that's right that's right. That's me, Dan. I'm not going to say my last name because I can't remember it off the top of my head. Uh, but even well, I have a can? bunch of my podcasts who on my can? phone. Uh, <laughs> uh, Carlin, so that's it. Dan Carlin. Dan Carlin. So, I'm so sorry. Long. I got so lost in history, I forget the most recent maybe 60 years in which I've existed. So the point is, yes, yeah, before I was a historian, I was a football coach because in many ways, 
being a historian is like being a football coach. And I'm going to talk for a little bit before I outline some of those ways that those two things are We get to the other locker room. What the fuck is going on, fuckerinos, fuck sticks, fuck buddies? Welcome to Mark Marin's What the Fuck. Today we have on the show a whole team of people. Uh, I uh, I used to do comedy and blow with them with Sam Kennison back in the day, but I'm looking to make amends. And... uh, We'll see how it goes. You know, my uh, my cat, uh, La Fonda, she's, uh, she's a feral cat. She likes to, you know, I'm trying to make ends meet with her, you know. I'm just putting the, putting the cat food out there, and uh, sometimes she'll let me, uh, you know, rub the kitty. I don't mean it that way, guys. Come on. Uh, you know, just sitting here and uh, alone in Eagle Rock, uh, playing with my so cool. Telecaster and... Co- Coach, I don't, I don't want to interrupt you, but... Uh, this is the monologue. I usually uh, do a... Oh, so, so, just so, give me one second. So we're brought sh- to you today sh- sh- by Me sh- Undies, sh- okay? Uh, it's the best underwear in town. It's uh, made from micro-modal. I don't know what it is, but it feels fantastic on your uh, men. So uh, you just enter uh, W2F in the, uh, in, in the code box. I don't know. That's what they have on websites these days. And, uh, you know, first pairs on us and uh you know if you don't like it uh you can return it for a refund but uh you know honestly i don't Co- Co- i don't Coach. want any listeners Coach, I, I hate to interrupt you but but, but we yeah. gotta we gotta get out there in a second so I, I just gotta ask you how did sobriety affect your view of your early years of comedy store you know it's i was a doorman and it's really hard because like kennison is just he, he's he's not he's not even like a, a comedian he's just like a god you know and uh, all he said was just, Marin, you're coming with me. You're going to spend the weekend. You're going to do ayahuasca, and I'm going to show you who God really is. I mean, I was a doorman, so I didn't have really any agency because, uh, again, I was the doorman. So I, I said, go ahead. And, you know, we stayed in the apartments behind the comedy store, and uh, I don't remember what happened that weekend. I remember I did three shots of ayahuasca with Kennison, and I woke up, and it was 1992, and I was already hosting shows at the Luna Lounge in New York with Sarah. Um, for those of you listening, that's Sarah Silverman. You, you know, I can call her Sarah because we're friends. How that works. Um, I have an idea for a show. I thought it might be good to have a show named after me about a aging podcaster who lives his life and, uh, you know, I figured I'd do it for four seasons on IFC and uh, have it be shut down, but I'd still say it's a good run. Um, oddly enough, I that's funny. I don't know if you've heard the Louie episodes where I apologized over and over again. Maybe my bad behavior in the past, but I'd like to think that history has really shown that, you know, maybe Marin was the better series. Uh, it's, it ran for a season last, but Coach... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've forgotten what sport we're in halftime for in the first place. It's football. It's the it's the American game. You know, I, I never really played oh. much football. I'm from uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, so um, not really too much football. But you know, we have these we have these big giant balloons. I'll tell you. <laughs> you know, uh, you just really you get up there and uh, you play some acoustic music. I you know I remember I. Uh, it was one of the few times I really tried weed, and uh, I brought a girl on to a balloon, and uh, we went up. We, we went up really high, and uh, so wait. I don't know. Wait. Have you guys any heard any like early era CCR? Like, it's, it's good Co- stuff. Coach, coach, 
I think I get what you're trying to tell us. Are you saying if we don't go out there and focus on what we're doing and just dick around, then when we're old, all we'll do is just sit around yammering about the way things used to be and never actually do anything productive or achieve any of the things we actually dreamed of doing? You know, I've been on this show for uh, since 2009, and I never thought I needed a co-host until this second. But if you wanted to roll with me on this, that's exactly what I meant. Do you mind if I finish a football game first? Okay, we're going to cut to another uh, ad real quick. Uh, this one is for Herbalife. Uh, you have your red and your greens. You guys, uh, it's you, you guys want to head out on the field? <laughs> Oh my god, that was never ending. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. I do like in hindsight that now Mark Marin is the only person who's had to apologize to Louis CK. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, speaking of cutting to an ad, while we don't have Michael Hyman with us this week, uh, uh we do have one of his ads. Mm. But uh Chris Sanders has been uh, was handpicked by Michael Hyman to step in here and read his ad on his behalf. So uh, uh, I'd love to hear that from you right now, Chris Sanders, if you've got that ready for us. I think I do. Um, let me let me pull that tape out. I think it's on a tape. I usually are. Actually looks like it's on a much older device, with wax records or something. Oh, all right. Seems, I'll need to blow off the player here. It seems uh, older. Is that a Carlani uh, phone? I don't, I don't know if it's that old. Okay, sorry. I don't know how old. Like, it's just, I think. <laughs> Look, all right, here it goes. I could bring Mark back. Well, hey there, Sue. It's that special time again. That's right, you have to tinkle. But you're all alone and a woman in public. Hurry, find a local restroom. You might have to convince the manager. Don't worry, I won't tell your husband. Quick, you're in the restroom, but you're all alone. What do you do? You need Tinkle Buddy. That's right. <laughs> tinkle Buddy. He's your all-natural pal to help you tinkle if you're a woman and alone. <laughs> the French would say, all natural. That's right, it's made in America. Our products don't come from any place with a crazy name like Timbuktu. Brother, I'm telling you. One of the best features of the Tinkle Buddy is he's ultra portable. He'll fit in any of your handbags. Yes, even the one your mother doesn't like. Ha ha ha! So don't worry, <laughs> ladies. Now in the future, you'll never be alone when you need to tinkle again with Tinkle Buddy. I can't believe we beat out Jack Benny for that spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed we don't didn't do this one on an episode with uh, our only female cast member, so that she you could possibly so? reflect with us on uh, how well the product works. Because I certainly haven't gotten to try it. I, it it's an old by the, ad. By this the sound of it, from it seems yeah. timeless. I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. Right, so. yeah. yeah. I don't think the product exists anymore. I don't. I don't know that it really made it. Huh. Uh, I don't think it reached ubiquity. It, it, it's been in the ad queue for a while. Yeah. <laughs> yes, clearly. Can we give Michael Hyman some credit, too? Like, I know he's not here, mm -hmm. and, but he's still pulling in those ads, man. 
Absolutely. I mean, even the yeah. apparently irrelevant ones, but yes. And I have to give him some credit too, because like uh, you, you know, me and Steven, we like to go for like the the big fish, high dollar mm-hmm. ads that we bring in. Chris too, um, you know the the explosions ones; those were great. Yeah. Really, when we I first brought started. us hood honkers. I mean, I'm no, going to oh, take credit for that. Great. That was big the money. Point, yeah, the try and bring it up. Like we bring in the, the the big dollar ones, but every single episode, Mike has one, regardless. Like he's yes. Mister Consistency. So thank you, Mike. Yeah, even when he's not here, he, he brought you. us an ad. Yeah, I think it's interesting that he happened to find. Um, the most nostalgic ad for an episode that ended up talking a lot about nostalgia. You're right. Ah. Yeah. That, that guy knows theme like nobody else. That's a Herald guys. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. That's that you really gave, gave it some great perspective there. Like, you know, the, the tinkle buddy went the way of the payphone. Yeah. You know, it's it's one and the same Mm -hmm. dig Doug and the tinkle buddy. (laughs) Yeah. Didn't, you know, didn't have anything to do with, uh, being a terrible product and you know supporting the subjugation of women or anything much like yeah. the payphone the payphone didn't, didn't go away that. because Did it was because no. it was not a fem- feminist uh, right. right the payphone went away because it um got it just wasn't useful anymore yeah yeah same same deal here absolutely yeah because it was it was super clear what the product was was uh providing couldn't have been more more crystal clear yeah right yeah everyone yeah yeah, it's it's giving women the opportunity to have a strange man in the bathroom with them. That's that's what I got out of it. Yeah. 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 Okay, good. I also like that this this particular episode is all dudes. Yes. I know you'd said that, but I just want to No, it's an it's an important detail uh in the in our show and uh it's it's a, a very uncommon right. circumstance yeah. as well for us and for I, improv. I'm just going to start repeating all the shit you say. Jen. Speaking speaking as a man in the comedy industry, what I want to do uh, is repeat what you said and get a laugh out of it when you didn't. That's right. Uh, Sean Michael. Yes, sir. Let's, uh, let's bring this one around to you. Uh, what's what's a bad choice you made that you uh, you wouldn't undo if you could? A bad choice. You know, a bad choice I made. This is going to be a, a long winded one. Uh, hopefully hey, I won't hey. lose my oh, train. We haven't heard any through. of that tonight. Uh, yeah. So Mark, right. Mark Maron's not here. So we're good. Okay. Um. So for those of you that uh, can't see me, I am a uh, black person. And as a black man in America, my father's black uh, as well. Well, my mom's white. It's the only reason I mentioned that. So uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, and he stressed to me, like, this This is a world that we live in where you have to be twice as good as anybody else to be seen half as smart or half as um, uh, hardworking. And so that was one thing that I, he hammered into me and I, I found it to be true. I grew up in Arizona, so I, I knew that. Um, and so I strove to be um, perfect all the time, all the way through high school. Like always wanted to, it's first of all, uh, perfection is an impossible feat and it does not serve you. It will not serve you. But I held on to that for so long and one of the things that really helped me realize that this was not necessarily a great thing was doing comedy. Because when I first started in comedy, I was a stand-up. And um, I love words. I love literature. So mine was all, a lot of it was based on uh, being well-written in terms of like the words interplaying and like introducing things and then coming back to them. So it was, it had to be super duper memorized. 
Um, but if you've ever done a show where you are not doing well, it is really hard to remember what's in your head. And mm-hmm. so like being destroyed on stage and having to let go of all that perfection and just be really, really helped uh, break that of me of trying to be perfect and trying to have it all nailed down and, and worked out. Um, the question was, <laughs> uh, so I think striving for that perfection for so long and really working towards that perfection has helped me still work hard and still uh, want to be seen as someone that's um, on top of his game, but also knowing that there, there is no way to um, make someone see you as a certain thing. And there mm-hmm. is no way to be perfect. And you are much better off not striving for the perfection. So uh, the, the, the question was, <laughs> um, I guess the striving for perfection. Yeah. And knowing what a, a useless um, endeavor it is, but how much it helped inform me because I worked so hard and realizing that um, work hard, but don't strive for perfection. So I guess it, it, it instilled in me that hard work ethic. And it, I, so um, I maybe was coming at it from a weird place, mm-hmm. but um, I think that did serve me. Hmm. Let me ask you this, that moment, like it sounds like you're referring to a very specific moment in your life. Do you, can you, can you, if you're willing to, can you share that moment where, like that fucking clicked and you're like, oh, you know, that aha moment. Oh, so here's the thing. I don't know that I have aha moments. Okay. I, I think I'm one of those guys that has to um, reflect and oh. see them. Like I'm never, right. I, I don't know that I've ever had a aha moment. I mean, I'm it's like sure a I soak. have. It's like it, it yes. soaks in over time. Yeah. And it yeah. has to happen several times, you know, for me <laughs> to get the point. Uh, so... It was a series of things. Like I know one time I was working a room and it wasn't a huge room. It was like maybe 60 people. And dude, this set was a 45 minute set. Wow. It was going horrible from the moment I was introduced. The room hated me. And like people were like eating their food, ordering full on conversations were going down. And I was like, so I just, I dude, I just, I didn't know what to do. And you know, all right, first of all, you travel with the same guys. So my my uh, my my um, other guys, like the Midler and the the um, the Me MC, too. they were dying because it's <laughs> there's nothing funnier than seeing your friend flounder, especially when you've seen like they're actually pretty good, and they you've seen them kill a room. But when they just when they bomb, there is nothing funnier, and they know when your big lines are coming up, and they're so excited to hear you get nothing. And so, all right, first of all, that's there in the back of the room. They're looking at these cats, enjoying me bombing. But I just, I threw out my act because I got to some of my heavy hitters and mm-hmm. they weren't working. So I just threw out my act and I'm like, so how's your, uh, you know, wh- what are you eating there? You know, like just talking to them, not doing bits, just mm-hmm. talking to them. And it, it came around. And I'm like, oh, I get why no one's laughing. No one's drinking. <laughs> and literally there were like five tables right in the front and no one was drinking. Turns out they came to the comedy club. Uh, it was an AA meeting. They were celebrating somebody's <gasps> one year uh, sobriety. What? And I was like, oh. And then that, once I brought them on to mm-hmm. like, oh, I, now we're discussing. Let's talk about uh, Bill Dubs. And so um, that's when I realized, wow. oh, dude, sometimes you have to throw out the perfection and just go with what's happening. And uh, 
I feel like that is one of the the best lessons you can learn in life. Like, dude, I don't see, I, you know, as a teacher, mm. you hear like these teachers go off, like this kid never does his homework. He never comes in with it. Oh, yeah, but that's already gone. That's It's too late to have him do his homework. It's too late to have him do the prep. This is where we are now. Work with this. And that's one of the things I learned. You know, it's not just expecting perfection from yourself. It's, you know, which your idea of what the other person's perfection should be. And once I got out of stand up and got into improv, that really helped me out because, you know, in my mind, sure. I had the I had the whole scene set up. And then this guy said something totally different. Like, dude, what are you my doing life. to my beautifully yes. planned yes. scene? Yes. Mm-hmm. And and uh, so. Um, Amen. Amen. I guess the idea of trying to strive for perfection um, helped me out. Because uh, it was uh, pointless and fruitless, and I realized things worked much better when uh, I just went, fuck it. Super. Now, Picasso, like, baby, I told you to let yourself go just a little bit, okay? You were, you, you were trying to make these photorealistic oranges, and I think you were gripping the ball too tight. But, like, three boobs, like... Well, it's it is it's three boobs. It is not three boobs. It is uh, a boob um, from three different angles. I'm sorry, my my Spanish accent is a little off tonight, but I've been drinking. So. <laughs> no, it's okay. Did it's I, more did Transylvanian I, tonight. It's okay. Did though. I bomb the lead on that? Did, should I go back and should I could I do, should I do the initiation differently? Um, yeah, we're actually. This is during the show. You can't really. We can't really. Oh, uh, shit. That's why the someone audience tag, is so quiet. Someone tag, someone no, tag no, no, me we're, out. we're in this now. This has to become tag. part of the scene. Nobody no. tagging. Nobody tagging. Somebody tagging. <laughs> this is not happening. This this is totally happening. Okay. You can feel no. it happening. Do you feel all this pressure? You this intensity. See this? this is so great. <laughs> God. Okay. Okay. I okay. love uh, seeing the masters no, no, no. fail you're, like you're, this. Okay. This so you're doing Transylvanian. I'll do. I'll do Transylvanian too. Hey, uh, hey, B- Pablo Picasso, I, uh, baby. Uh, just uh, ah, point. Ah, ah. No, no, point, point. I just. They're performing at the Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> no, what I said was my my uh, Spanish accent sounds a little Transylvanian, and I explained why because I've been oh, drinking all day. But so if I can you do wanna... Antonio Banderas. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, Pablo Picasso. <laughs> mm, yes. I think it's you're gripping the bar Super too tight. Super Bowl one hundred, and it is. The first time in over twenty year reunion of one of the most successful improv duos ever, Frank Caliendo and Keegan Michael Key. Okay, so I, I'm gonna ditch Antonio Banderas. I'm just gonna go for the John Madden. Okay, see Pablo, what you're doing here is you're trying to go for the this photorealistic, and I, it's not what you do. What you need to do is you need to throw a curve here and add a add a third. Boom. What? What are you doing? All I'm just saying is the third boob, it's triple coverage, you know? There's no way they're going to cover that in the 46 uh, spread. Oh, I, I feel like uh, they're laughing at us, not with no. us. No, they are. No. They are. They are definitely laughing at us. Their feet are on fire. You know what I use for fire? <laughs> Tough actin' and actin'. You just put that stuff on your feet. Oh, my God. It's like it just puts the fire out. Um, I will do, uh, I guess, um, I don't really do impressions, so I guess I will do my only impression, which is... Um, Obama's uh, a rage uh, interpreter. Okay. <laughs> okay, so Picasso, uh, 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 three boobs. Uh, you, you got three boobs. You got two on the side. You got one running right up the middle. Um, the audience is primarily uh, the front row was ran out to a church group, so it's just it's all all uh, uh, all church people. 
just purely church people. Uh, no, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, you know, three boobs are great, but uh, that's something you'd see kind of in the in the gates of hell, you know. All right, I'm, I'm going to tell you this once, and I'm going to tell you this twice. <laughs> if I have to tell you a third time, I'm going to lose my mind. It's one boob, three angles. One boob, three angles. Uh, you know, I, I think it's a matter of coverage that you're looking at because... Uh, okay, so you got you, you got the line, okay? You got the linemen, uh, part of the gridiron gang. You know, they run head-to-head, and you go, oh, my God, where's my helmet? And uh, Howie Long, he's a tough man. But uh, there's three boobs. I see I see three boobs. You got one on the left uh, with the flanker, uh, Alvin Harper. There's Brett Favre, Brett Favre. Oh, my God, Brett Favre. He just throws it right to that third boob, uh, Brett Favre. I mean, how many times have I had drinks with <laughs> Brett Favre at Outback Steakhouse? Outback Steakhouse, what a place. Oh, my God. <laughs> Madden 97. You, did you just do two ads in one story? <laughs> All right. Guys, I, uh, I didn't want to have to apologize for a Super Bowl halftime show, you know, at my viewing party in my apartment, uh, because, you know, those are celebrities and mm-hmm. we're not. Uh, but um, I, I am so, so sorry. I, mean, I, 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 I brought just, my... I made my famous guacamole. I know, and I'm... Yeah, yeah, Hyman, we know. You make famous guacamole. You talk about it all the time. All right, now, let me draw it's a great. diagram it's of how legendary. great the guacamole is. You got the avocado, it's okay? That's the main star of the game. How? Some would say the avocado is the Brett Favre Oh, my God, game. Frank Caliendo could hear you in the TV. Frank, Frank and Keegan, Keegan, listen. Listen, you guys are better than this. Keegan, you're so wholesome. You're, you're really, you're not that funny, like, overall... Um, but you got some good moments and we really could, you guys can team up. You just got to stop commenting on everything you're doing. You're so great. what you're saying is we, we need to fix this. That's okay because with Craftsman Tools sold at Sears, you can get yourself the best tools around. It's guys, from 100%. guys, you're both better. Keegan, you're better than this. Am I? Am I? Did you know my partner, my former partner has an Oscar? For direction. He wrote and directed something that won an Oscar. You know what I'm doing? Netflix specials. I mean, those, those pay well, don't they? Yeah, and I watch a lot of Netflix. If I could have a Netflix special, I would have a Netflix special. I've been working so hard at stand-up, and all my buddies come to my shows, and they just laugh at me bombing on stage constantly. It's all they do. The only laughs I get are from my own friends laughing at how badly I'm bombing on stage. You would take a Netflix special over an Oscar. I didn't even know I wanted an Oscar until he got an Oscar. Okay, here's I'm, just what I'm saying, okay, is... is, is... Coach Madden, I, I, uh, I, I coached the Oakland Raiders in the 70s. Okay, so we just had a motto of just win, baby, okay? So, like, we have Keegan Frank, on one side. Frank, he's, Frank, He's just running. No, I'm John Madden, okay? You can call Frank, me Frank all no. you want, but I, I'm, no, I am Frank, the spirit of... Frank is in there. Frank Caliendo no, is in there. Ju- I'm John. No, I'm shut John, John Madden, Madden down. You've been John too long. You, no, need, to, no. you need to be Frank again. Not, Frank, not, you're I'm one not, of the John, best John, impersonators John, John ever. Ever in the history of comedy. You've got to come out of there. Frank, I compel you. people in this stadium... Guys, are here as me. an intervention for help you. Help me. I'm stuck inside the body of We're here for you, Frank. Pull me We're out. here for you. Just come to the light, Frank. Come, come to the light. Madden 97, EA Sports. It's in the game. One and Help you me. can do it, Frank. Frank, Frank, find Pat your other Summerall. voices. Find your other Turducken, voices Turducken, to pull Turducken, you Turducken, out. Turducken. Just win, baby. Pull me out. Pull me out. 
Use your other voices, Frank. Keegan, do you have like an exorcist character or something you can do right now? Just please, just do the something. The power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you. Oh my God, it's great. The power of Christ compels you. See? Oh my God. Frank? Keegan, that was some, that was some good acting. I believe that. You, you, saved, you saved my life. You, you believed my... I seemed grounded to you? I mean, you did your best, but I believed it. Well, don't back down. I enjoyed that. You said you, you, said you <laughs> believed me, so I was... I, was, yeah, I, was, I Like, I, 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 I came at you, you threw, you threw a light towards a window, and I ran towards that. There's, there was angry John Madden, who, who's grabbing onto my leg like a turducken leg. But who the fuck eats a turducken leg? I was just... Thank you. I'm glad you... I'm glad you're back here with us. Um, so you want HBO Max to air that Mad TV cast reunion special? Um, yes. Legit. Um, <laughs> I was like, what does Ike Barinholtz, what's the thing that know, everybody know who I was? <laughs> That still the most entertaining Super Bowl halftime yes. show. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I would watch that. Yeah, it's funny. I literally, I just, I, I had a dream last night in which uh, our group, uh, which slowly uh, mer- uh, merged into a much larger group that was basically an improv jam of just everybody, including every like level one an class improv member. super group. Yes, but we are performing <laughs> the at damn a Yankees church. of improv. <laughs> We are performing at a church for a church crowd who Legidio had no slave. idea what improv was. And on top of that, it was mostly the people on the stage were the level one class members Yay. and just silence, pure so, silence. So I can honestly say I have performed for the worst audience of all time. Oh, uh, I want to. This I is going to get a this. little dark at the beginning, but just. Follow me. So when Funeral. I was in high school, there was a kid who committed suicide. Yeah. Uh, wow. It was terrible. It, you, yeah. said to, you said it's yeah. going to get dark. Right. Is, is yeah. this just it, the beginning of that dark. process? Great. Um, okay. So a, a small high school, like 250 people. Uh, and they had the funeral for this kid. And most of the school went to the funeral. And for the people who didn't, like they still had school, but they weren't like smart enough to say, hey, we should get a bunch of therapists in here. Uh, And so instead, they said, we have to do something with all the students. And this guy who was in the high school improv group I was in said, I've got a great idea. You can have our improv group do a show. And they, being irresponsible adults, said, sure. Uh, and so we were thrown on stage in front of a bunch of people who are shell-shocked teenagers who've had their first experience with death. Uh, and we're, you know, we're supposed to go, can, can I get a non-geographical location? <laughs> uh, and what I will say, like... And then make it not about poop. Right, yeah. Uh, right. And, and to be clear, we were not the people having the worst day. Um but uh, I'll, I'll say this is something I, I took from uh, Shawn Michaels thing. There's like the perfectionism thing. But one of the other like important things about 
bombing is to realize that that was just that was all it was going to be. Yeah. Like you go up in front of an audience of 250 people who sit there quietly or angrily for however long you're on and then you leave and you have failed utterly and you still have all your limbs uh, and you're like, oh, it's like, it's like the first time you take a punch uh, and like it hurts. But then you're like, oh, that's what like my head didn't fly off. <laughs> uh, so like as bad as that is, that's that's as bad as it will be. And so I don't have to be as scared of that uh, as I might have been uh, before that. So like it, it's important to have that moment of like total failure to know you will survive a moment of total failure. Super. Okay, Mr. Kaufman, hear me out. I know I lost the writer's room for Fast and the Furious, the ongoing series. Just hear me out. It's a halftime show. All I need is one dead kid. Legit. And that's uh, that's the legit on the show. Uh, that's yeah. the legit on the whole show. Uh, well, we you haven't answered the question yet. You, you gotta. I haven't answered the question yeah, so, yet. So, so what? What is yours? Oh, so geez. that we can not end uh, at that dark, I mean, dark place. I think. I think it's it's ah. probably the the classic big one that people go through. But you know, it's it's relationships. Uh, you know, my probably my first big relationship was uh, was the one that ended up. You know, I I I married her and I have kids from that relationship. And like, shout out Connor. It's something that uh, was a very difficult time for a lot of reasons. There was a lot of pain and a lot of turmoil. And I can absolutely look at that. And, and so many of those, so many elements of that, I can say, I wish I hadn't done. I mean, both the, the bad choices I made within it. And just, I feel like the relationship itself started when I was uh, 18, 19. It was too early to be in that committed a relationship and to, uh, to, to, to have kids at that point. And like, so, so many, so much of that. And I could, I could trace it back to just the very beginning when I know I had met, I had met the person, um, who became my wife online on, uh, on ICQ. And like, she randomly messaged me because she mistook me for someone else by the same oh. first name. And at that time I was like, you know, I was a 17 year old kid who was like, you know, uh, uh, trying to desperately make connections with people uh, outside of, you know, just being an actor. Cause that those, those relationships you have when you're an actor last uh, the, the week of the shoot or, you know, a few weeks, if it's something slightly bigger than that, and then you're, you're on and, and you know, finding something else. So, you know, there's, here's this real person reaching out for, to me from across the country. And so, you know, I, I found some way to slip in the fact that I was an actor. Cause again, 17 year old is like, here's the cool thing about me. I'm an actor. So, you it was know, the first thing you said. Yeah, just about right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I've trying to impress this person to some small degree and then we became pen pals. And then at some point, you know, I had a I had a, a bad, uh, you know, a, a bad short term little uh, dating thing happen where I felt super lonely after that. And so then I contacted this person again and, and suspected that they might have some interest and struck up a conversation. And sure enough, like we built this whole thing, but it came out of both me um, starting in a place where I felt alone. And was searching for something and searching for anything and then finding it. And like the relationship had a ton of heavy emotions. Like it was very genuine. It was very real. So I'm not trying to suggest that it wasn't built out of anything real, but it moved fast. It moved faster than it could have and should have. And we ended up pregnant and 
in this really far too committed relationship for the fact that neither of us knew who we were yet. Mm -hmm. We were not fully formed humans. We were, we were proto humans at that point. And we didn't know who ourselves were. We didn't know who the other person were. We were putting on facades and yeah, it did not lead to a good lasting, strong relationship, but it did lead to two very awesome kids who still live with me. My daughter is 19 now. Uh, my son is 13. You know, at some point when they move on, I'll still be relatively young, thanks to the fact that I had them so young. So I get to experience, uh, you know, get, getting back on my own with my my current wife to a degree where we could still travel and do things. And, and it's not destroying everything for me. Um, and also this path put me on a path where my wife, Sari, is amazing and with me. And I there's zero chance I would have met her on a different path. That's just that the way the world works, every little chain event that occurs leads you there. So I would not be in the pit and probably, you know, butterfly effect. I don't I probably wouldn't have ended up doing improv. I probably wouldn't be no. with you guys. There's so many places I'd be, you know, maybe I'd be doing some other incredible thing, but I wouldn't have you. And I love you. So, I love yeah, you too, man, I was pointed at all of you, not just Josh. But yes. <laughs> No, I get I get all the love. All the love is mine. I feel like that's the one thing we've all said is like it wouldn't have brought me here. So like even the stuff you quote unquote regret, you don't because, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're relatively happy with who you are and what you've done, you know, uh, none of us is doing hard time for the rest of our life. So it hasn't been that bad. Yeah, there's also no way to really know what would have been different. Yeah. And and there's there are. There's an infinite number of possibilities, you know, from making one choice differently there, because every few moments, there's another infinite number of possibilities for another choice that you make that could go any number of ways. So I believe it's way leads to way Uh, from uh, is it? Habit? <laughs> no, that, <laughs> the Hobbit? No, that no, that uh, was um, uh, when two um, paths diverge in a wood. Oh, oh yes. yeah. Jack yeah, Horseman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, the habit is road goes ever, ever. <laughs> yes. The same, well, same idea. Yeah. Same yeah. Idea. Same idea, but with more dragons. Well, yes. Uh, Cause really Tolkien is just Robert Frost with more dragons. Well, to, to quote jet, uh, yeah, I love you guys too. Even the ones that aren't here right now. I love them too, but love you guys. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure. Make sure you say their names. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's tears, but you know. You guys know. And on the love of our teammates and all the mistakes that brought us together. I think that's the uh, end of this week's episode of the Super Legit Podcast. And let's not just look backwards, guys. All the mistakes we have yet to make. Oh, yes. Uh, thanks for that, Compton. You know, that reminds me just of like a mistake Barb, I an interception. Thank you <laughs> to Matt Walker for creating our <laughs> intro and outro there. music oh, that uh, sets us up so beautifully every single episode. That would uh, you can find a link. On uh, our show sure. notes, his website. Uh, he's got a new album out. Please it's make sure awesome. to purchase that and download yeah, that. It's so well. good. Uh, uh, please follow us on all the social media. Uh, We're at Super Legit Pod, pretty much everywhere you can imagine. Uh, please Thanks interact with us on there. You know, talk to us. Let us know what you liked, what you didn't like. Subscribe to us on all your podcasting services of choice, and make sure that you uh, you recommend us to your friends because we need we need more listeners because we need you to to love us as much as we love ourselves. So please uh, connect us with your friends and spread the love. Hey Jet, uh, should I start recording now? Yeah, I think this is probably a good time to start recording. Why don't you do that right about now? Watching a movie might have been Species or. 
some right, so other let's get out there and play. 80s, 90s. <laughs> this is Mark Marin signing off. <laughs> Free monkey. I don't believe anything's on. Oh, my time. I kick the door on its hinges just so I can move. You know, that reminds me of a mistake I once made. It was a long time ago. I was a young man. Oh, dude. Uh, I need to pay my insurance discovered myself. now that we're talking about That it. would come three uh, years later? Two. Hmm. You know, that story's quite a fun one as well. I was a young man. I was on a summer helping my uncle finished building a golf course in northern Michigan called Black Bear. It was just outside of Gaylord. <laughs> what a silly name, Gaylord. Contrary to popular belief, it doesn't come from lords that happen to like the same sex. It's just the name of some cities. Anyways, I was... um exploring my sexuality one night, watching a movie, it might have been Species or some other 80s, 90s.